Previously on Super Magic Force. Bob, you're back, he exclaimed. But when the wizard turned around, it was not Bob, but another wizard entirely. My name is Saruman. You don't mean my uncle's old ring. It is the better part of the embodied soul of the most evil being in Little Earth, Sauron. Mr. Baggins felt quite queasy. And now... Super Magic Force Wars! Super Magic Force Wars! Fanfiction Crossover Spectacular! From the quiet forests of Little Earth, to the sprawling cities of the wide world and beyond, to the planets of outer place, the multi-world is a battleground for the dual soul heroes. Each one a combination of two or more fandom favorites fighting to keep the seven stones of aggravation out of the hands of those who would destroy the easel of creativity itself. Written and performed by M.J. Maiello and based on the greatest works of our time. Book Two. Tales of Little Earth. Episode 13, 2.04, The Exchange. Setting, Bag End, Hobbiton, The Shire, Little Earth. After Mr. Baggins had made the journey there and back again, he found the wizard still waiting impatiently outside his door. I, I will give you the ring. You are wise and powerful and a friend of Bob. I believe that would be the wisest course of action. The hobbit went in search of the ring and found it in a trunk where he had stored it in an envelope. As he walked toward the door, he felt the ring pulling on his mind. Now that it came to it, he did not want to part with it at all. He had given it very little thought since PJ had left, but now that he had it in his hand, it seemed very important. Precious, even. I... I, he said, looking at the old wizard's shrewd face. His hand was shaking as he felt a powerful urge to put on the ring. Before I forget, Soramon said. And he produced from behind his back a large gift basket that contained ripe apples, foil-wrapped pears, a selection of fine cheeses, roast almonds, and a summer sausage. Oh my, the hobbit said as he reached for the basket, but the wizard pulled it away. Bob would very much want you to give the ring to me, the wizard said. But looking at the small jaws of jam and mustard in the basket, the hobbit had entirely forgotten the ring. He thrust the envelope into the wizard's hand and took the gift basket. A very wise choice, Saruman said before he turned to go. Mr. Baggins was sad to see his uncle's fine magic ring go, but given all that he had heard about it, he was pleased to have avoided all the fuss and bother of being hounded by wraiths and probably bludgeoned and whatnot. And as he saw it, a nice gift basket was more than compensation. He didn't know what to eat first, but after his deliberations, he settled on a nice shiny green apple. But after he took a bite, he suddenly felt very ill. The weight of the world seemed to be pushing on his eyelids, and then, all at once, everything went black. Meanwhile, Sam had watched the white wizard walk down the path to the garden gate with a spring in his step and a satisfied smirk. 
He gave a little laugh as he flipped the gold ring into the air and caught it. Robert, you always were an old fool. Grima, come! To his astonishment, Sam saw the wood rat scurrying across the path towards the horse-drawn carriage that waited in the road. But to Sam's shock, the rat suddenly transformed into a pale and ill-formed man. There you are, Wormtail. We are going, the wizard said. We have what we came for, and we must prepare for our journey to the wide world. The portly little man, who was still one of the big folk, attempted to follow the wizard into the coach, but the wizard smacked his hand and had him ride on top with the coachman. Sam was shocked by the scene, but just at that moment, he saw something else far out of the ordinary. No! They are taking the precious! Someone behind him screamed. Production Notes Oh, come on. You would have thought it was a fair trade, too. No? Well, maybe it's just me. I love those little jars of jam. Doesn't make any sense. I already have big jars of jelly in the fridge, but something about those little jars. Okay, so we have met Saruman. And while we don't yet know what other character he is, we do know that he has the One Ring. A terrifying prospect. I wonder what he will do with it. We also met Grima Wormtail, who was mentioned once before, as part of the foursome of friends that included Harry's father, Lupin, and Boromir Black. That poor guy always winds up serving one evil wizard or another, huh? Also, yeah, I apologize for my golem voice. I am not Andy Serkis, that's for sure. At one point, I was going to announce that Andy Serkis was the narrator of Super Magic Force Wars meaning that every fictional tale has a narrator, so in this fictional world, the fictional person telling the fictional story was a fictional Andy Circus. But my wife said that was too confusing, and she convinced me. But if you like, you can absolutely go with that. The fictional narrator of this fictional world is a fictional Andy Circus. You heard it here first. General Disclaimer. This is a work of fan fiction, satire, admiration, and love. It is solely for entertainment. I do not own the rights to any of the reference works. This includes, but is not limited to, The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Star Trek, The Hobbit, Marvel Comics, The Wheel of Time, The Pelennor Series, Game of Thrones, any Disney properties, or Norse mythology. I do not own the rights to any characters portrayed in this series at all, not even a little bit. The creators of these intellectual properties have not endorsed this work, and they almost certainly would not return my phone calls. The Harry Potter series was created by J.K. Rowling and is owned by Warner Brothers. The works of J.R.R. Tolkien are owned by the Tolkien estate. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Enterprises, Star Wars, and the works of Disney Animation are owned by the Disney Company. The Pelennor series was created by Alison Croggan and published by Candlewick Press in the U.S. The Wheel of Time was created by Robert Jordan and is published by Tor Books in the U.S. Specific disclaimer. No proceeds, sponsorship, or endorsement from any gift basket company have been received. Also note, Neil Gaiman, Hayao Miyazaki, George Lucas, Stan Lee, and Chris Claremont are just plain awesome. This podcast is and always will be available for free, and I am not and never will be making any profit from this podcast. All rights of the original intellectual properties belong to their respective owners. Please don't sue me. Super Magic Force! We hate it forever!